My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 89 of The Kate Show. Today we're talking about eight things to do if someone says your business idea won't work. Have you ever been told that your idea was terrible? Unfortunately, not every entrepreneur in the home industry has a support network behind them, especially if they're attempting to do something that no one else in their family, their social circle, or their industry has accepted as normal. For example, it might sound normal to become an interior designer, but what if you want to be an interior designer that offers only one type of specialized service? Or what if you're a home stager who only wants to provide consultation full-time, not haul and place furniture all day? What if you're a workroom owner who wants to create a new spin on drapery or shades, but you don't know if there's a market for it yet? It can be really easy to let the naysayers get us down before our idea has had a chance to blossom into something. When you're doing something different, you're going to be treated differently. And sometimes the objections we hear or that well-intentioned yet annoying phrase, oh, that would be a good hobby for you, but it can really take the wind out of our sails. In this episode of The Kate Show, I'm sharing how that odd or innovative business idea or service offering you have could be downright game-changing. I'm going to share with you how to test it and how to silence those who would distract you from it while also maintaining your own confidence. So let's get started. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. The best business ideas and the most innovative service offerings come from people who have been working in any particular industry and they keep thinking there has to be a better way to do this. There has to be a way to meet my clients at a different level or in a different way that would be easier for them and more scalable for me. There has to be a way. And that mindset, that innovation, leads these people and possibly you're one of these people into a different way of doing business a one that's not really matching up with the traditional service paths in your industry and if this is you you're going to encounter naysayers so just be prepared it's not a matter of if people will say something it's a matter of when and how will you respond so first of all you need to check the source If you shared your business plan or your service concept with someone and they responded negatively, just think about it from their perspective. Are they possibly lacking in their own confidence? Are they coming from a place of fear or worry or scarcity? I mean, if you share your business idea with your spouse, your business partner, a friend, a family member, they might just be concerned for you because they don't want you to take a risk or they're afraid of how any potential risks could impact them. Or this person might just be jealous they didn't think of your idea first. So keep it in perspective. While we should not ignore any negative feedback someone gives us on these business ideas, we should analyze it objectively. For example, when I was launching Socialite Vault, the concept of a marketing membership was all but unheard of, and I experienced some negativity from my employer at the time, as well as a few other people in the industry. As it turns out, my employer was frustrated that his own online business had recently failed. 
When he told me my business idea would never work, he was thinking of his own experience and his wounds were still quite raw. Instead of internalizing his critique, I pushed onward. Why? Because I also followed step number two, which is do your market research. Proof of concept will silence the naysayers, including the ones in your head. If you have evidence that there's a market for what you want to offer, and if you can deliver it in a way that's easy for them to consume, them being your customers or clients, your hard work in getting there will not be in vain. If you have an existing business, as I did when I was creating Socialite Fault, the market research is fairly easy. Start by sharing your idea with clients and offer it to a few of them. Measure their happiness and satisfaction. Ask for feedback. Improve that service or product until it becomes the perfect fit for their exact needs. Make sure you use those test clients as the avatar for your ideal client that would consume your new product or service. I tested my Socialite Vault concept for almost two years before launching the initial marketing platform. By the time I launched, I had proof that it worked. I had testimonials to back it up and the knowledge that could only be gained by testing, testing, testing. As a side note, I actually walked my own mom through a series of market research steps because she is creating a membership as well. Only hers is about healthy homemaking because she has been a full-time homemaker for like 30 years. She's into canning and gardening and she has so much knowledge that the millennial generation wants but doesn't have and isn't sure where to find it. So her situation could easily apply to yours. Here's what I had her do. She created a Facebook group around the subject of her membership and the concept that she wanted to eventually sell. And then she started posting in that group regularly and she started by just adding some of her friends to it. Friends added other friends who added other friends and then eventually strangers started joining the group. But they weren't weird strangers, they actually wanted to be part of the conversation. In fact, that Facebook group quickly grew to include hundreds of women who post in it daily about all topics, healthy homemaking. These people are the perfect fit for the paid offerings that my mom will be offering. And she was able to confidently create those products knowing that she had a viable audience. While you don't necessarily need to create a Facebook group to prove your idea is a good one, you do need to test it on a variety of clients for at least a few months. Then run it past no more than two trusted advisors and keep moving. Don't feel like you need to get everyone's opinion and everyone's vote and take every piece of advice that ever comes your way because that will just slow you down and really confuse you. Keep moving forward, do your market research, and then run with it. Step number three to navigating the whole world of being a little too innovative for your time is consider the worst case scenario. When I speak with designers, stagers, and workrooms who want to radically change their services or products, they often say, if this doesn't work, I'm going to feel so stupid. Oh man, first of all, a failed idea doesn't mean you failed as a person. You simply discovered something that doesn't work. Big whoop. Second, Business ideas often fail because the person doing them didn't work hard enough, long enough, or sacrifice enough to get their hands on the right resources to support it. And that's just the truth. Ideas are easy. Implementation is hard. You have an extraordinary amount of control over whether your idea succeeds or fails, provided that you do have that proof of concept we talked about. If your idea does fail, 
What is the worst thing that will happen to you? When I was in high school, I used to be extra dramatic, as high school girls tend to be. And I would show up to hang out with my friends and I'd be like, guys, you cannot believe what just happened. Like, seriously. And I'd go into telling them what happened. And then they would look at me and be like, but did you die? And obviously, no, still breathing, still here. Keep it in perspective. If your idea fails, it's highly unlikely that you're going to die. It's highly unlikely that your family is going to somehow suffer from this. But you will walk away with a lot of knowledge, experience, and a new level of savvy that can only be learned by trying things. The fourth thing you need to do is remove the comparison. As you map out your new product or your service, take time to objectively research other people who might already be doing the same thing. Now don't copy them, just observe. You won't likely know whether they're truly successful and you won't gain anything by copying them anyway. But you can find ways to do it better than they're already doing it. Therein lies the secret sauce. And now if you find out that no one is currently using your idea, ask yourself why. Is it because the idea has some inherent fault or are you just that innovative? Either is possible. When I was creating Socialite Vault, I couldn't find anyone in any industry who was doing what I was trying to do. It was a bit frustrating because it meant I had to muddle through making the technology work and creating the deliverables all without a map. However, that purity of thought was a blessing in disguise. Because my ideas remained uninfluenced by others, I was able to run with it, test it, improve it, and truly innovate. Allow yourself that same freedom. I mean, sure, chances are someone out there has had the same idea you have. There are no new ideas under the sun, but there is a lack of action being taken. And if you can take that action or take better action, smarter, more strategic action, you can be successful. It is so worth looking into. Are you tired of struggling with your home staging business? What if someone could take you by the hand and show you how to do it successfully? That would be pretty much game-changing and time-saving. Homestagers, if you haven't met Marianne Cherico yet, you need to. As a coach who specializes in the staging industry, and as someone who runs her own successful staging business, she understands the struggles you're dealing with. If you want to become more profitable, get a real strategy, and clear up your business anxiety once and for all, stop what you're doing and go to coachingbymarianne.com. Step number five, develop an action plan. Do you know what my biggest pet peeve in all the world is? Besides my husband grinding his teeth in his sleep, it's this. Some people tell me, I tried to start that business, but it just didn't work. No one seemed to want it. I couldn't get in front of the right people. This statement indicates that they had jumped into a business idea without doing market research, without having proof of concept, and it drives me absolutely nuts. Why? Well, their idea was probably a genius one. But because they didn't plan before leaping, they created something that was doomed to fail. And that makes me so sad, especially when I see business owners repeating that process over and over again, growing more discouraged with each failed venture. If you want your idea to succeed, you need to work backwards from that quote unquote moment of success to the present, to right now. What do you need to do this week, this month, and this year to make your goal reachable? Success is not an accident. It's a planned event with anything in business. Just as you wouldn't hope and pray and send all the good vibes for a great party on July 4th and then not plan anything and wonder why you have no guests, no food, and no party, 
You should not expect anything like that from your business either. If you want something, you need to plan for it. You need to go get it. The sixth thing you need to do is put in the hours and the effort. The best laid plans are pointless if you don't follow through on them or if you don't give yourself enough time to work on them or, and this is what I see a lot, you give yourself too much time to work on each step. Be realistic about the time required, but keep yourself moving forward at a brisk pace. Work those weekends, stay up late. If you're passionate about your idea, you're not gonna give up on it no matter what personal obstacles appear. I have seen people build businesses while they have cancer. I have seen people build businesses when they have a whole crop of little kids to take care of. I have seen people build businesses when they have no money in their bank account. What is your excuse? I know, I know, I'm getting in your face, but the truth is, I believe in you, and I hope that you can believe in you too, because if you just put in the effort, your idea could be not only game-changing for your business, but life-changing for you and your family and your clients. The seventh step you need to follow is ditch the side hustle or passion project mentality. When I was first launching my business, I spent the initial two years working part-time jobs on the side. I treated them as my side hustle while always referring to my business idea as my career. That mindset is the opposite of what many new business owners are told to think. Telling yourself that your business is the side hustle clearly indicates that your main gig is still the part where you work nine to five for somebody else. And I completely disagree with that mindset. Keep the main thing the main thing. Your side hustle or your passion project shouldn't be on the side. It shouldn't be referred to as being on the side. It is your career, even if you work a nine to five job or run a more traditional business on top of it. Step number eight, analyze the results. Throughout your market research and testing, you should keep track of client feedback and make a running list of improvements that you should be implementing. What you create will never be completely done or perfect whether it's a service or a product or an entire business, it will constantly be evolving, fitting your ideal client like a glove, then like a second skin. If you guys could see my desk right now, you'd see a large notebook to my right. It's filled with a list of improvements that I have made and have yet to make to every area of Socialite Vault, which is my marketing platform that I created from scratch. It isn't the same platform it was six months ago. It's better, more robust, a closer fit for my members. And as you guys get fired up about implementing a new service or product in your home industry business, I hope you'll see it as something that's never done. I hope you'll plan for success, silence the critics, and move forward knowing that you'll be able to handle whatever happens. I know you've got this. And now guys, I want to share a few business ideas that I have for anyone who currently runs a design, staging, or workroom business. Or if you don't run any of those business types, but you would like to, here are some things that you might want to consider. You might want to consider offering services specific to the needs of Airbnb hosts. This is something you could do in person or remotely. And in fact, doing it remotely or virtually could be a great fit because the cost is often lower for both them and you. You could also offer remote project management services for larger remodeling or design projects. With the way today's technology works, it's like you're there even when you're not. And that can be a huge asset to a homeowner who 
really wants you to oversee their project, but you live kind of far away. You could also offer entire room shopping bundles to use your specific vendors, trade only vendors, unless of course you want to promote some big box stores, but usually we like to keep it all trade only. And through that, you could create quick, cohesive spaces for your clients who are on the go. It's like a nice little bridge between DIY and traditional design. You could also do this for different staging applications. In that light, you could create certain packages where homeowners know, okay, I need this, this, and this in the living room, and I need this and this in the bathroom, and it will help them understand how their space needs to be staged, and it provides content that you can sell again and again. There are so many business ideas out there, and I hope that these few that I've shared will spark some in your own brain. And guys, just go through this eight-step process. If you have an idea and you have proven that there's a market for it and you can figure out how to deliver it, it is worth every late night and busy weekend to get it accomplished. It is worth every naysayer. It is worth every moment of doubt in your own heart because your idea was there for a reason. So it's kind of your responsibility to see where it goes. Okay, guys. That's all I have for today. Until next time, keep your marketing simple and your message clear. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.